0: It's World Breastfeeding Week on OFM, the sound of your life. And we're going to wrap things up today with Kerry Haupt, lactation consultant, joining me today. Kerry, welcome to OFM. Thank
1: you so much for having me. I'm so looking forward to this conversation. So, moms
0: out there have tons of questions. This morning, you're going to help us answer some of those questions and I think we're going to start with the one that is probably the hardest to answer. How long should a mom breastfeed for? And in our case, the question is whether there's any benefit to breastfeeding after the age of nine or 10 months.
1: Okay, awesome. That is such an important question because so many mothers think about it. So thanks for this one. So for me, a breastfeeding relationship is totally between a mother and a child and they need to decide when they are going to stop breastfeeding or how long they're going to continue breastfeeding for. And it'll come from the mom or the child. And sometimes it's really difficult for a mom to stop breastfeeding. So that's why I really think it's a relationship that's important. But there are some guidelines that that moms can go by. So WHO, the World Health Organization, recommends that moms should exclusively breastfeed for six months. Okay, So that means, what does exclusive mean? It means not adding anything else to your baby's diet, so we're talking about porridge in bottles, we're talking about waiting a little bit with the solids. But if a baby needs medication or vitamins, that definitely can be given. And then very interestingly, they also recommend that a mother can continue to breastfeed for two years or longer. So they don't actually give a cut off time, they say two years or longer, which I find fantastic because I know a lot of moms that are breastfeeding for longer than two years. These guidelines can really help them motivate and discuss with their family members as to why they're eating for longer.
0: I think this is a wonderful answer because I think it brings reassurance to some of the mums who are still breastfeeding. And, you know, there's a lot of judgment when you breastfeed or you don't breastfeed. And I think our role today is to reassure them that you are on the right path. And secondly, perhaps you can tell us a little bit about COVID. A big question, one that came through is can I breastfeed if I have COVID-19? So
1: absolutely, yes, you can breastfeed. And actually, the WHO recommends that mothers who are breastfeeding continue to breastfeed and mothers who would consider to relaxate, to relactate and to breastfeed their babies. And the reason for this is that they have not found COVID to be transmissible through breast milk. So that's a very good thing. But what does transmit through breast milk is part of the mother's immune system. So what happens is if a mother has, even if it's not COVID-in flu for that matter or, or sickness, the antibodies in the mother's body is then transferred through her breast milk to the baby. And the baby's immune system is then taught by the mother's immune system how to fight the disease. So in the case of COVID, we really recommend moms continue to breastfeeding because you're passing on your antibodies. And there's even been research that shows that even if you don't have COVID, breastfeeding protects your baby against getting COVID. Don't you find that amazing? That is and I'm just absolutely blown away by wonderful
0: that. news. We definitely need yeah. more good news, Kerry.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then just to touch on, on that is that if, if a mom does have COVID, she does still need to be very was wearing her mask while holding the baby washing her hands before, touching her baby. If she's too sick to touch baby and she's decided then just to express and somebody else to look after the baby, to wash her hands before she expresses, to wipe down the the outside of the bottles before she gives it to somebody else to feed her baby. So she does still need to be aware of hygiene to protect her baby and anyone else who's in the house with it.
0: We're wrapping up World Breastfeeding Week on OFM today. Kerry Haupt, lactation consultant, joining us. How do I make more milk is one of the questions a mom asked.
1: That That is a question that I get all the time. I think with every single consult that I have. And I think it's important for moms to understand how milk is made so that they can understand how they can make more milk. So basically, we have three main hormones. So milk is made by hormones, okay? The first one is oxytocin. And it is stimulated or increased in your body when your nipple is being stimulated. So it can be stimulated by baby touching and... And you know how they do that little chicken pick, they like suck, suck on the breast and then they start sucking. <laughs> <laughs> it's that. Or if you're using a breast pump or hand expression, you start to stimulate on your on your breast. And that triggers in your brain to say, let's release oxytocin. Oxytocin is then released. And what oxytocin does is it squeezes the muscles in your breast and helps you move the breast milk to your nipple. Okay, So that's your left arm. That gets your milk flowing then with that stimulation and oxytocin, your body actually starts to produce more prolactin. If you listen to the name, it's pro, which means to make, and then last is um, milk. So it starts to make milk. So prolactin is actually only made or increased once your breast is being stimulated. So then you start to make milk. So that's how your milk is made. So the more you stimulate the breast, the more you're going to get those, those good hormones, oxytocin and prolactin, that increases your breast milk supply. So if you're worried about your milk supply, you need to increase that. Now, there's one hormone called FIL, F-I-L, and what it does is it helps to prevent block duct because what happens is when your breast gets too full, it comes in and it reduces the level of prolactin and oxytocin and it stops your milk production because obviously you don't want your breast to burst or to be so heavy and so hard that you can't breastfeed. So if your breasts are continuously being full and you're not emptying your breast, you actually going to decrease your milk supply. So that's why you will hear a certain consultant say feed on demand, frequent emptying of the breast because that is what is going to increase those good hormones that increase your your milk supply. Something else that you can also do is skin to skin contact when your baby just has a nappy on. And you don't have a, you don't have anything like a bra interfering with your baby touching its skin onto yours. And you hold your baby on your chest and you can, in the colder weather, you can put a blanket or a receiver on the back of your baby or your bathrobe just so that your baby can snuggle nice and close. And what happens there? You're killing the baby. You are feeling baby, you are seeing baby, and you are hearing baby. And that is telling your brain, there's a baby we need to feed. And that also helps to increase your oxytocin. We are so
0: grateful for you for unpacking some of those questions this morning as we wrap up World Breastfeeding Week and such an important role that you play as a lactation consultant. So thank you very much for sharing your insight this
1: morning. Absolute pleasure, and thank you so much for, for having this show. It's fantastic. Where can people
0: reach out to you if they have some more questions, or if they want to know a little bit more about a lactation consultant?
1: So, if they want to contact me directly, they can go onto Instagram on Kerry Health Lactation, or they can look on the internet and they can look for South African certified lactation consultants or IBCLC.